Hi, this is Dr. Bill Renner. I am myself board certified in internal medicine and radiology, and I'm excited to give a series of podcasts with Dr. Alan Safdie, a board certified and world known uh, gastroenterologist. Um, Dr. Safdie's credentials are impressive, uh, even to me, and we've been friends for about 30 years. He's done more than 300 clinical research studies and been the co-investigator in about 900 research studies. He's traveled all over the world, lectured um, to small nations, and he's developed a a philosophy of preventing medicine, uh, preventing disease instead of treating disease. Uh, Dr. Stati, today I want to talk about heartburn because I hear about heartburn all the time from my patients as well as having heartburn myself. First of all, what is heartburn? Bill, that's a great question. Um, Heartburn is pretty ubiquitous in our population. Uh, It's a burning feeling that many people will experience. Uh, It's substernal or in their chest often. And certain foods may exacerbate that. As we get older, uh, we have a greater chance uh, to have heartburn symptoms. Uh, when you're 10 or 15, Bill, you probably never had heartburn. And it's described as acid reflux, acid indigestion, gastroesophageal reflux, a variety of terms we put to this, which makes it a little confusing for people. But what happens is acid that's in, supposed to stay in your stomach, your stomach is very, very resistant to acid. And it flows back up into the esophagus um, or the food pipe where food goes from your mouth into your stomach. And a lot of people would describe this as serious burning discomfort that starts behind the breastbone. Uh, It can move all the way up into their neck. Some people will reflux even higher up and they'll even get this bitter taste uh, up in their oral pharyngeal area or their mouth. Um, They you know, can feel worse after certain foods. Um, And heartburn is most common as we get a little bit older. Um, And there's a lot of things that can precipitate it, but. Yeah, my personal experience is when I was about 30, uh, I just started getting this uh, reflux, this acid taste in the back of my throat, accompanied by um, sometimes burning chest pain that occasionally would go down into my arm, which was very, very alarming. Uh, but w- what foods bring on heartburn? Well, and that's a good thing to mention, Bill. Because you have symptoms of heartburn, if you've never had that before and you haven't been diagnosed, you know, always let your physician know immediately. Um, because, you know, heart attacks, um, you know, different parts of the heart can present with different symptoms. But certain parts of the heart, we've seen people come in saying they're having heartburn and they're having a heart attack. Um, because it is in the chest, you know, make sure that you know what you're treating, especially if it's something new onset or occurred and you haven't discussed this with your doctor. So always discuss this with your doctor. Um, what happens is this muscle at the bottom of the esophagus called the lower esophageal sphincter over time doesn't contract quite as well. It should be a one-way valve. You swallow, it opens up, food goes into your stomach, nothing comes back into your esophagus. Over time, that lower esophageal sphincter relaxes too frequently and allows acid to come up into your esophagus. And that can present with long-term complications, which you can't tell yourself, your gastroenterologist can. Barrett's esophagus, which can be a pre-cancerous condition, can occur in the esophagus or even esophageal cancer. 
Um, people can get hoarse. People can have asthma. Um, running can relax the lower esophageal sphincter. So let's talk a little bit about foods that can exacerbate this. Um, it was said that spicy foods can, but what we see is most spicy foods also are fatty foods. So definitely fats in your diet can cause heartburn. Increasing your body weight. Um, the bigger your abdominal girth, um, the bigger your abdominal pressure is, which, you know, it's there's two ways that food can go out the pylorus, down farther into your intestines, or back up into your esophagus. So the bigger the belly, the more you may have reflux, so, but you don't have to have, um, you know, a larger abdomen to get reflux. Uh, certain conditions can contribute to it. Um, you know, people that are very anxious may have more heartburn. Under more stress, they may have more heartburn um, because that relates to how our gastrointestinal tract um, contracts. So are there any foods, Bill, that bother you the most? Um, well, uh, I can't eat Thai food. I, mean, I can eat Thai. If I have, and I love Thai food, but if, if I have a Thai food for uh, for dinner or lunch, uh, I'll have reflux for like three days. I mean, it's amazing. Hmm. Even if I ask for zero spice. So something in Thai food uh, absolutely gives me heartburn. Um, well, often it's, that, it's not, it often it's not the spice. Um, it, it could be. Um you know, chili peppers, capsaicin, things like that can affect gastric emptying and promote reflux. Um, they can be a direct irritant, but often it's the fats. Um, a lot of foods that we don't perceive of that we think are healthy are high in fat. So if you got, you know, something cooked in a bamboo steamer with no added sauces on that, just add a minimal amount, um, it may not cause a problem. But fats, decrease gastric emptying so that your stomach empties slower and it relaxes that muscle at the bottom of your esophagus, that lower esophageal sphincter. So foods that you would want to exclude would be any kind of fatty foods, fries, burgers, uh, heavy cream dressings, you know, bacon, uh, you know, fried chicken, fried sausages, potato chips, um, things that a lot of people eat, donuts, pastries, um, you know, all those can precipitate reflux. Alcohol definitely can precipitate reflux. So a lot of people will have a fatty meal at dinner and then have a glass of alcohol on top of that. Both of those relax a lower esophageal sphincter, that muscle that we want to be tight, and that can precipitate more reflux. Um, some people with carbonated gases, um, you know, sodas can end up, uh, that gas in there has to go somewhere and it can go back up through the lower esophageal sphincter. And some of the types of carbonated beverages have things in it that can ferment. Um, you know, high fat meats and, and things that people don't perceive of. Uh, peppermint oil relaxes that muscle, the lower esophageal sphincter. So peppermints we tell people to avoid and they can cause reflux. Um, so if you're taking peppermint for like irritable bowel syndrome, we ask that it be enteric coated, meaning that enterocoding means it's going to bypass the esophagus and hopefully bypass the stomach before it starts breaking down. One of the things I love that can precipitate reflux are chocolates. Um, you know, limit your amount of chocolate. I don't want to tell anybody to avoid chocolate, but make sure your chocolate is at least 70% dark chocolate. Otherwise, you're basically eating a candy bar. Um, 
but you know you may want to limit the amount so you know let's talk a little bit about treatment what do you take to treat your heartburn bill um let's see uh, uh prilosec i think i'm taking right now okay so you know that's a proton pump inhibitor um and you know they're very benign in most cases um they're great at treating heartburn um, but they can have side effects. So if you're on those, even if it's on over-the-counter ones, um, talk to your doctors about following for any potential side effects. I mean, you can develop a lower magnesium level, lower B12 uh, level on those. So those are things that we check with. We've watched bone density. So, you know, can it affect kidneys? Yes, it can affect your kidneys. So bottom line is they're great for treating reflux and, you know, for the vast majority of people, they're absolutely safe, but always talk, of, you know, these relative risks are only are relatively mild, but, you know, talk to your doctor so you can be monitored for the potential risks. Uh, you know, we don't have time in this podcast to talk about, you know, how to monitor for all those things. Um, other medical remedies are, you know, elevate the head of your bed on a complete slant. You know, so six inches of elevation, we look at that. So we use gravity to keep acid in your stomach at night. Um, we look at antacids. Um, you know, they may help. Things that are a little bit more mild, which we're finding with COVID right now, and it's famotidine, uh, which is the trade name is Pepsid, helps. It's not as strong. Um, you know, antacids may help. So, you know, in summary, basically, you know, try to maintain your weight. Um, if you smoke, don't smoke. Uh, avoid eating for two to three hours before you sleep. Um, you know, stay seated for a time after eating. Uh, physical exertion right after you have a large meal, as I mentioned, exercise can reduce that lower esophageal sphincter. So if you eat and then you're going to go out for a run, you may get heartburn. And if you're self-medicating yourself, make sure you talk about this with your doctor. And look at foods and drinks that can trigger heartburn symptoms and eliminate them from your diet as much as possible. So I think it's something we've talked about. There's a previous podcast on Barrett's and other complications of reflux that I would urge people to listen to that we did some months ago. But I really appreciate it. I think it's a great topic and we'll probably expand upon this in the future. Again, Alan, thank you for your great uh, insight into these uh extremely, extremely common uh, problem. Um, if you like our podcast, um, please tell your friends about it and uh, um, look at look look for us. And uh, we're going to be trying to do more evidence-based uh, medicine uh, talks. Evidence-based means that these, all the information we're giving on this podcast has been peer-reviewed by other physicians in at least two studies. So uh, we're just not talk. Uh, we're not just making stuff up like sometimes uh, that I think happens on uh, some of these uh, podcasts. But again, Alan, thanks again for that uh, great discussion. Thank you, Bill, and uh, stay healthy.